Welcome back. It's another episode of the Awful Service Podcast. This is the podcast that uh, we're going to be closed on Christmas. Yeah, I know. You were just thinking you're going to be able to come on in and get that audio. But no, this podcast uh, wants to send it wants its uh, uh, employees and, and guests to be able to uh, to enjoy the holidays and visit yeah, family spend and friends. time with the family. Yeah, it's that kind of. But you know what you should do spending time is you should be listening to the Awful Service podcast. That brings families together. It's true. It's your real family. Or splits them apart. I, 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 there's, there's kind of a good Venn diagram. Uh, it's me, your host, Matt Doima, with Nathan Smezrud. Coming in with the fresh French uh, cut. What yeah, do we got there, Joe? It's, uh, it's the original JC himself, Joe Cocazello. <laughs> Do you ever wonder if the Catholic Church is finally just going to like say like no more? I don't know. I'm waiting for a cease and desist, but I haven't gotten one. I did. <laughs> I, I told you guys that I got really. Uh, so I know wait, he has wait, you think your books. starting point with Joe is that the Catholic Church would walk away from him? <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're like, we're washing our hands. I, I don't know if you guys know what the Catholic Church has been into. they do have some other problems uh and that person talking about the catholic church and and choco (laughs) casello jc jr (laughs) yeah another jc if you will you guys welcome to the podcast the very funny john conroy everybody welcome john hey hi thanks for having me sorry i already hopped on the one of you (laughs) no no jump in whenever yeah, the problem with the problem with when we do our introductions is sometimes Joe will go on a rant that lasts ten minutes. Well, I want to hear the full Catholic Church rant from Joe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they haven't come after me yet, and I've been making WWJD bracelets for like ten years now. <laughs> and, well, you're profiting off the Catholic Church. Oh, I mean, yeah. there's there's a scheme no one's ever tried before. What, John? Though you know, like uh, they they have the books. I didn't I didn't go to I didn't publish anything. I just went they they were they weren't paying attention to the bracelet game. So I got in. What would Joe do? It's my WWJD bracelets. Uh, it's good stuff. I I can't see how that could go get away from you. <laughs> well, he it's was selling those indulgences merch. outside of the church. Yeah, just Sunday morning, he's sitting there like the Tootsie Roll guy only he's got the uh He's got the bracelets instead. And they're like, yeah, oh, yeah, Jesus, sure. Yeah, that's what it is. I think um, I think you're good running that. I think there's other people deeper into the flesh game in that area that will keep you covered. I'm still waiting for my shipment of Jesus foam fingers. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jesus foam hands where they has the stigmata. I was going to say number one religion. Oh, I see, I see. Or it's just, uh, and then there's giant uh, foam uh, little boys assholes, and then you put the the big foam finger in there. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those podcasts. (laughs) All right, if you're still listening, this is the Awful Service Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about different customer service jobs and the stories there within. 
John, the very first segment on the podcast is one that we lovingly refer to as the resume. Show us your resume. Why should we hire you? Have you ever had a job right to up and fire you? Tell us all about yourself and your place of business. Talk about your former job's filthy, shady politics. Show us your resume. The resume section, John, is the part of the podcast where you can talk about the former jobs. You can talk uh, about any stories there within. It doesn't have to be in chronological order. You don't have to do them all on whichever one you want to start with. I mean, I guess uh, I can't think of any me being particularly awful to customers, but I really hated like the whole owners thing. Like I, my favorite memories are like quitting jobs in like like i remember working a pizza job in college where i went and they're like okay clean the bathroom and they're like this is what you're going to be doing for the first three weeks and then like the the place got really busy all of a sudden on my first day and they're like, actually all right you're gonna have to take a delivery so i was like well i'm not really liking working here enough so i just took the food and left i never went back to that place <laughs> That's a great so it was like a first day bye-bye at Hungry Howie's Pizza in Auburn, Alabama. <laughs> Howie's still got a grudge. Uh, and, oh, no, I no grudge. I'm like, you know, like, but like, you don't, you show me who you are like that. I'll believe yeah. you. You got to earn your stripes as a back. pizza job, kid. And then yeah, I like luckily get a delivery and some freedom. I'll take the whole thing. Give me the freedom. <laughs> Three weeks. That on. cheesy bread was so delicious. It tasted better. It, it was so. It tasted like butter and America and freedom. It was. I, the word gets out around the the pizza establishments, and you can't get hired, and you're blackballed. And like, you give him one cheesy bread, he takes a pie. Man, I tell you, you, you think you think you can do a bad enough job at a pizza delivery place that the other pizza delivery places take find you? out about it? Yeah, this yeah. is strike three, buddy. That would truly be something if if you if you were such Etch a bad your name pizza in marble. delivery guy that there was lore about you. There's <laughs> <laughs> oh, a bard following you. you. They're just like. <laughs> Uh, that's going to be a domino from us. All right. Those pizza places will hire you just to see how elaborately you'll quit them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What's he got under his sleeve? Uh, I like that you had three weeks of, uh, of bathroom duty. So that like technically toilet training. They were, (laughs) I mean, they literally, they, they took such a hard stance when I came in the door. I I remember thinking like, I'm probably only going to work here today. And then when it got that busy, I was like, I'm going to get some food out of this, too. Make a few bucks. You got a pizza and some cheese bread. Sounds sounds yeah. delightful. And I, I just never had any connection like that to job. Like the idea that, like, you could hold a job like that over my head was a fun. Like, I remember in co- I had a pretty good job at a place in D.C. called Starland Cafe. It was literally the uh, the one of the members or three of the members of the Starland vocal band owned okay. a restaurant in like the Georgetown, like MacArthur Boulevard area of D.C. And um, 
I think I worked there for like six months or so, but I like told a manager, I was like, I'm, I have a friend's wedding. I can't like be not scheduled for like, like I need that weekend off, whether I don't, whether you can give it to me or not, you need to find a way. Um, and, uh, it came up and they like put it on the schedule and I was like, Oh, well I'm quitting here immediately. (laughs) Um, and I remember thinking like, Oh, like what? Okay. And then I like planned out like, what's a fun way to quit this place. Um, and I remember that Friday I was on the schedule and like, I could have definitely worked that day, but I was like, I'm leaving tomorrow. That's when they would fire me anyway. I'm taking tonight off too. So I changed my outgoing voicemail message. Uh, and when they called me with like, where were you? It was like, hi, you've reached John. Uh, if you're calling from Starland Cafe, I quit. Uh, if you're calling from anywhere else, uh, you know, I'm let me know what you're up job. to tonight. I don't have shit to do this weekend. <laughs> uh, I'm having a California day. Yeah, no. And yeah, and I went to the wedding that weekend. And like, I would never look back on something like that like i don't i just wasn't i guess i always sensed something like comedy was coming along at some point i that love w- this the starland vocal band had a restaurant and please tell oh. me please tell me their lunch menu was just afternoon delight that's all so, it said was just i would have called that's what you call happy hour yeah um <laughs> you you'll love this joe so the night they closed like the night they like shit was going around the community like there were affairs going on like the whole like the whole restaurant's getting shut down and they invited all these like ex-employees back and you can tell they had a real tight rein on the place because even i was back for like the closing night <laughs> and there was some like big dramatic thing like a, a a bottle got broken and um oh and they had never talked about the band like people were like don't mention the band or anything like that it's not <laughs> don't want to like get into any of that and like I remember there were two of them fighting and I was sitting at the end of the bar and I was like this is the moment I just started going sky rockets in flight <laughs> afternoon delight and the guy goes get him out of here <laughs> John did As you her- say that there was three of the four members owned the Starland Cafe it, it, which was the fourth member that who did got it? No, it must have, it was three um one of the guy had like I think one of the guys was in the band it might have just been one that was in the band originally but they had like Dana. the Emmys on the on in the restaurant one of the Emmys <laughs> and I remember and like I think the two two of them met. One of them was from another band that wasn't quite as popular. <laughs> oh, you mean not as popular as I mean, hit it like that. I mean, listen, you can make fun of that all you want. That that song, everyone in the world knows that fucking song. Yeah, thank you, Anchorman. <laughs> yeah, thank you, uh, and Goodwill Hunting. There are a and lot of PCU. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> love PCU. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a. And every teenage boy in the afternoon that's ever lived. See, I would have, you know, instead of saying afternoon delight, I would have just said, I just would have looked at, went over to that guy and said, baby, you look good to me tonight. That's a deeper cut. That's a deeper deeper cut. That's a B side. Oh, this is a fan. (laughs) Free drinks. Yeah. yeah. 
And if he gets mad, he's like, ain't it the fall? <laughs> Ask him if he can sing you an American tune. I'm just going through the one album they have. Uh, <laughs> Wait, were they all married just give at some a... point? <laughs> yeah, it was a polyamorous marriage. Is it was a Fleetwood <laughs> Mac scenario? That's what after they're... the delight meant. They're like Dollar Store of... Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> Dollar Store Fleetwood Mac is a great band name. <laughs> I would go see Dollar Store Fleetwood Mac. So would I? But I wouldn't just. It, I got to see who's Stevie in that band, <laughs> right? <laughs> Buy an overpriced T-shirt. Lady promote. whose voice has just been destroyed by smoking. It's a stoma. <laughs> Thunders only happens when it's raining. <laughs> just through the box. <laughs> God, that is. Starland vocal band. I am never going to be able to think. They had a, and they called it the Starland Cafe, too. The Starland Cafe. They're like, we don't want anyone to talk about that song, but we still or want we're you putting to know the, putting right. the name of Emmy. our band into the restaurant. And put an Emmy on the wall. Like, it's... Yeah. Hey, what's that Emmy for? Shut up. Don't talk about it. Nobody talks about the Emmy. Sorry, the Kaja Gugu Cafe is down the down the street, you know. Um, so where did you go after that? Yeah, where else did you quit? Uh, where uh, I mean, I quit. I I I've been fired. I got fired a couple times uh, at bars. Just I every bar I ever went to was like, yeah, sure, you can drink on the clock here, and then. <laughs> Like two weeks we into it, like, ah, oh, maybe you can't drink on the clock the way you drink on the clock. <laughs> um, and then by, but then, you know, I got out of the business, I started doing comedy, uh, and that, and I stopped drinking as much. Um, but I, weird. I, and then the last one was probably Bubba Gump Shrimp oh, in yes. the Mall of America. Did yes. you work with Chell? Um, Did which, you work with Chell? Uh, no, no. So, but Chell is part of the reason I got hired. Like I remember at, <laughs> at the interview, them being like, "We had a comedian on staff here. Everybody loved him." And be like, "Yeah, uh huh, comedian. That's what we all do. We're all like that." And then, like, I remember several times during that those shifts, them being like, "You're not like funny, like Chell." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm not fucking here to be funny." no one's you think i'm gonna like yuck it up with you at work i'm like i'm miserable at this job i don't want to be doing it like and too like i didn't know chell at that point so i just assumed chell was horrible (laughs) i am not going to be who and but then when i met chell is my all maybe my all-time favorite comic he is I mean, truly a kindred spirit. Like I, the first time I ever saw him on stage, uh, he was murdering at a contest that he was going to win. And then he ran the light on purpose and started insulting the owner of the club. And I was like, <laughs> I've found my new favorite comedian. I understand this guy's more than just a restaurant worker to me too. Uh, that is great. When we when we had Shell on, he talked about like there was a, a Tom Hanks impersonator that would come, or I mean, I'm sorry, a Forrest Gump impersonator that would come <laughs> to the Bubba Gump. Did you ever have any interactions with that guy? No, I think the closest thing, no, 
but they they asked me one time if if I wanted to like wear the shrimp costume <laughs> like in the mall. They're like, yeah. and I was like, oh, like, and that's like what like three hundred bucks or what? And they're like, no, no, no. You just get like the hourly wage and you get to be the shrimp. And I was like, uh, uh-uh, you have me ro-. like I remember fights with my managers about coming out to sing the birthday song and being like, this is not I'm not who you think you've hired. I'm not going to dance you like a shrimp away. for anyone. You walked I'm not going to dance like a shrimp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you stole the shrimp costume That's, and then that was on your way out. You just, and you some scampi that was in the window. You're just like, this is mine now. And you walk out. Which is actually great. You should have done that, because uh, then you uh, then you would have had a great uh, outfit if you wanted to watch the World Cup. <laughs> Just in a shrimp. <laughs> there was. I, I feel like there. I saw a photo uh, back from the last World Cup. There was a bunch of fans that I don't know what team they were rooting for. They were dressed like aardvarks or armadillos. <laughs> I, I, like it's. It wasn't a very good costume. Animals know no country boundaries. They can't. Ha- they can't support a team, Joe. Yeah, That's not how it works. For the actual World Cup itself. There you. They were just there to have a good time. <laughs> so when you worked at Bubba Gump Shrimp, did you have to like do the like know all this any of the stupid lines from the movie, or did they people expect that out of you? I or think does- they like. I think there were, we had to like ask them trivia questions at one point, and I think I remembered. I. I mean. I could not have done a more perfect Jennifer Aniston in office space impression of what I thought of that request. Like, Oh, you want me to do trivia questions? Here are the two that I know there'll be no more flair out of me. (laughs) You know, at least they, they asked you to be the shrimp and not play Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. I I mean, I, I remember when the guy like came up to me with that idea, like thinking like, I can't, I can't imagine what it would be that he would say to entice me to get into that thing. No, you, here you here would be my response. pitch. Here, yeah. Here's my pitch. Yeah. You go ahead. Give it a shot. Okay. You get to be Lieutenant Dan where all you have to do is swing from a lighting fixture in the middle of the restaurant, screaming at God. Is that all you got? Deal. Done. Wait, do I get my hourly wage? Perfect. Yeah, and you get paid to do it. it... If they'd sweetened that with a bottle of booze, I might have thought yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, oh yeah. That is, you gotta go full authenticity where you're just oh, pounding yeah, a bottle sure. of booze, screaming at God from a light fixture in the middle of the restaurant. <laughs> well, it almost came to that. <laughs> <laughs> You just, you know, you were doing a Lieutenant Dan. You were yelling at the customers, get out of here, or. <laughs> I think they, I didn't, I was like straight out of rehab when I was doing that. There and um, there. I no, I remember like, I think they eventually fired me because they gave me a menu test and they were like, you don't know how to make any of the drinks. And I was like, I'm not even going to fucking look at it. <laughs> You didn't know how to make the gin. Uh, and margarita. I remember thinking like, yeah, you just hired me as a server. I'm bringing people fucking lemonades. Oh, shit. It's actually still open in the Mall of America. It's it, one yeah, of the very sure. few locations. Oh, no. Sure. I looked up. Uh, I no, it's still going right good now. nationwide. Yeah, they're strong. I send, I send Colorado, jail Florida. pictures of them from all over the country. Mm. <laughs> 
Coughlin, Nevada. Hmm. <laughs> there, I sent Chell a picture of openings in the Santa Monica branch <laughs> to try to entice him to come out to LA. Okay, you ready for the We need a legacy Obama hire to come help get this place going. That was the, the, that's your Vietnam, John. <laughs> Here's the list of uh, international bubblegum shrimps. Uh, Beijing, China, Cancun, 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 Edmond. I rem- that one of my jokes stemmed from a thing at that where like it, I remember they wanted to to show up a, I think it was an hour early in the morning and one time I showed up 45 minutes early or something. And the manager was like, you're 15 minutes late. And I go, well, I don't want to be here. So you're called. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great just, yeah, what you got, bro. I see your bluff. You're holding nothing. Yeah. I've got a pair of twos and you've got nothing. And that's when I, I was, so I wrote the joke. I was like, this is, I, this is a job that I show up exactly 15 minutes late to work on purpose. Just to show them that I can be somewhere at an exact time. Yeah, but it's my <laughs> time. exactly 15 minutes late every day. Yeah. That's like, yeah. I did show up every day after that 15 minutes late. And uh, did you have confrontations? No, no. No, I, I mean, it's a, no, I never. It's a weird I, dependability. I, I submarined you behind the scenes because everybody else in the wait staff loves me. <laughs> but I, but if you take up a, a position of management at any point, you've lost. You've lost <laughs> the game to me and my insolence. <laughs> I don't lead the revolution. I inspire the revolution. But I'm not going to participate in the revolution. <laughs> no, no. No, I plant the seeds and I'm right. off. I, I'm off exactly. ruining some other restaurant while you're dealing with the seeds. Yep. <laughs> Just a revolutionary Johnny Appleseed. You're just causing a mutiny. That's all. Just a tiny one. Okay, so I is will say shit stir on your resume. <laughs> <laughs> um it's I love it's my it's stylistically my choice of <laughs> um animal spirit. It's like your spirit animal. I it's what I prefer for even with as comedy like someone asked me like what do you like what what would you, what would you describe it as like I want to find your sacred cow so I can fuck it in front of you. <laughs> so that uh as we like to call that the hindu cuckold yeah it's there you go <laughs> and i stuff elephant face uh ganesh is a guy is it a guy yeah you're you're mixing up uh ganesh and uh Oh, sorry. I'm a little rusty on my Hindu pantheon of the gods, Joe. Ganesha is the one with the, the elephant head and the uh, forearms. Because I was going to say, I've dated a few Ganeshas in my day. <laughs> <laughs> that sexy body elephant face. Oof. Yeah, but it's a, it's a guy. Ganesha's a guy, Joe. Really? Then it's I a male guy. Yeah. You get the point. <laughs> 
I think Joe Joe said he's been with some some uh, some women with the trunk. Uh, anyway, <laughs> oh, trunk in the front. <laughs> I, I but they had the sexy body. Um, uh, speaking I, of trunks in the in the back, it, well, it's uh, <laughs> did you know Cardi B's getting all her ass implants removed? Good for her. I know, now she's going to have a regular ass, but all just, these fans of hers with their big asses that are just leaking poison into their body. <laughs> Joe, you just throwing it out there, Joe? I'm just uh, that throwing it out there. Jesus. I had to look up Bubba Gump because I've never been, and I had to look up their menu because I've never, I've never looked at it. And like most of it just feels like shoehorned in references for their food. So it's Mama's Fried Chicken was an option. Uh, yeah, the ability to impress someone with a pun at a place like that is is almost too much power. <laughs> and yet, gold. But there's no, like, you know, there's really not. It's And they use Mama's a lot. There's Mama Blue Shrimp Gumbo, Mama Fried Chicken. They use Mama a lot. I get it. Bubba's Far Out Dip. What? Yeah, it's a spinach. It's a, it's their spinach and artichoke dip, but they what? call it Bubba Bubba's. wasn't far out, man. And also, that has nothing to do. With mama Gump's garlic bread. Another mother mama. Uh, run across America sampler. Was it? This is also all. I don't know that any of that was on it when I was there. <laughs> you, you, you didn't remember? You failed the menu test. That's this is We're why. This is for drinks. <laughs> I also, I, I don't want to, I, I think I was at Bubba Gump. I might have worked eight shifts at that place. <laughs> well, you weren't funny. You weren't like that other, that nice Chell fella. <laughs> You're not funny like Chell. <laughs> it is the worst, though, when you when you are working a job and they find out you're a comic. And they're like, well, I don't, you don't you're not very funny here. You're not, you're not, you're not. It's a you're funeral not, <laughs> <laughs> go, do a, go do a tight five in front of a casket yeah i always i'll use it to get a job and then i immediately shut it down <laughs> you, you use the body to do like a punch at judy show i i i i, I that when i interviewed for the car salesman job i remember yeah. thinking like i mean i'll make you laugh during this interview but it's over the second, like the second you hire. And when he hired me, I was like, how could you make that bad of a decision? <laughs> <laughs> that was a test and you failed. Was it new? Oh, yeah. Days? Oh, are you? Oh, my gosh. The day they that the day that place fired me, I was like, what took y'all so long? <laughs> <laughs> throwing hints out. I just test. signed a I just signed a class action lawsuit against them because uh, apparently all you got to do is work one Toyotathon, but the data breaches last forever. Oh, no. go on! Oh, all right, drop no. it because I've I, like I I worked at Toyota. Do I do I have to check my shit now? Oh, I don't know. Am I? Can I get in on this? Can, uh, I want in. I love class actions. First of all, Joe, do you really want? Uh, uh, if the web goes back to your Toyota days, you're not the mastermind. It's, I, dude, I, I was selling Toyotas when it was the old ad. Like you want it, you got it. I, I feel bad putting Joe on the spot to have his his like Walter White moments about his Toyota scam right here. <laughs> no, I sold. Uh, I was uh, selling Toyotas the year they brought the Celica back. 
Oh God, that's you predate me. I never had that one. That's it. That's Although not that I, I, if you showed me like eight Toyotas and like, can you get even like the the next? Like you I, fa- you failed the menu test on that too, huh, John? Oh, I <laughs> like I can't to this. Like I couldn't tell you the difference between their two SUVs. <laughs> the odds, the odds that I would get the name of of both of them right is, I mean, I, I can't imagine. I mean, it's, even though it's a fifty fifty shot, I'm pretty sure it would fail me. <laughs> yeah, you got this Toyota Blazer. It's uh, like I do remember the Toyota Sequoia, which was the giant SUV that they had, and it had, it was like it was tri- it was like the Land Rover. It was huge. It was a fucking tremendous vehicle. And it was always the tiniest Asian women that would buy them. <laughs> and, and so that was the one thing that they always asked me when I delivered the car is, and I wouldn't even, they wouldn't even have to ask. I, as soon as they got behind the wheel, I'm like, and this is how you move the seat forward. And this is how you move it all the way up. <laughs> I like, I wanted to put little blocks on their legs. Like it was fucking uh, like <laughs> short round from Indiana Jones. Joe goes, and every purchase comes with a complimentary phone book. <laughs> Sit on the yellow pages. So when you were selling, when, how long did you work at the the, the Toyota dealership, John? Uh, le- less than two months. <laughs> did you just take a car there too? You're just like, you know what? This is mine now. And you just drove off. And they, um, I, I that, purchased this vehicle. Go deliver it to them. I mean, I think I sold like maybe like five cars in two months. Like, and I was very bad, but it was also, that was in the height of the pandemic before the vaccine came out. So, so I remember being like, who in the world would be leaving their house to buy a goddamn car right now? (laughs) But I guess you need a car, you need a car, but. But I mean, I remember thinking, like, do you think people are window shopping for cars, right? You think I'm, people oh. are like walking by, being like, I ah, like maybe I'll risk my life for a Toyota. <laughs> I can't go anywhere or do anything. Uh, I'm gonna go kick some tires. <laughs> hey, this Corolla seems to be a nice way to get through the pandemic. Uh, I'll sleep in here. Look at the big back seat. Yeah, we're about to lose the mortgage on the house. Uh, <laughs> let's get a sequoia so uh so john so you sold recently sold cars so that means you were you were doing no haggle pricing so you didn't have to so you show up the sticker price is the price you pay no so i don't in the haggling world oh no they were fucking with prices <laughs> but like can the customer haggle because i do miss those days yeah yeah the customer could haggle and then you tell them to go fuck off because it's a pandemic and we have 11 Corollas and that's it across America. Well, no, it hadn't. The shortages hadn't started yet. I'm sure that's what they're doing now. They're like, what do you, you know, there's no arguing. There's no cars. Buy it. You buy it at what we tell you it is. Do you want the car or do you not want the car? Yeah. But there was still, I, I mean, it was true. That, that job was truly eye opening. Like people would talk about what flagrantly bad people they were bragging about it (laughs) and like like people they had scammed guys who had paid however too much for this or that like i filed for bankruptcy just like like people who were just telling like wild lies just 
and you're like, oh, this is the this is what they think the lifestyle of this is, I guess. <laughs> but even I remember thinking like, man, people are like not ashamed to be shitty in comedy, but but there are boundaries. Right. Like no one's ever you're not gonna get called out for bullying if it's funny <laughs> in the comedy world. <laughs> But to just, these people were like, just tell you a story. Like, yeah, I fucked that person over for 15 grand. <laughs> and then start I, high-fiving. Yeah. Right, we're going out for drinks at the one place that's open against the government regulations. Speaking of, that was the best part of working at a, as a new car salesman. You go over to the, uh, the, there was a Fuddruckers right next door. So we would have lunch at the Fuddruckers and get hammed. And then come back and sell some cars. It was great. Like, they did a good burger, man. That place was underrated. Well, the burger bar was a was kind of a thing of beauty. Where like you you build it, you you put what you want. You want the you just tell us what you want, man. We'll, we'll slap it together. Can I yeah. be my own waitress? I'll like I'm gonna go. I'm refilling my own sodas over here. Yeah, I'm gonna put. <laughs> I'm gonna put a, a, an obscene amount of liquid cheese in quotation marks on everything. Yes. It was a it was a thing of beauty. I miss I. You know what? Are there any fun? Joe, Joe you're R and D. Fine for the yep, Fud Ruckers. We, <laughs> we need to figure this out. Otherwise, it might Harry? be a G. Why did it fail? Where the fuck's the Fud Ruckers? <laughs> I think they're done. Yeah, I don't think they're. They, I have not. The last one I remember was in Eden Prairie, and that one's not closed. There. Yeah, the Bloomington one. Uh, let's see here. Checking. It's riveting podcasting. Yes, keep it going while I look for the. <laughs> no, let's all just sit here in silence as Joe searches his phone. If all this right. ends with me getting a fucking Fuddruckers burger forty-five miles away from here, I'm going to be so upset. They do call it uh, <laughs> upset. They do say it is the world's greatest hamburger, and I'm currently on the Fuddruckers website, so that still exists. Okay, um, it's up. Locations, show locations. I am. I am. I'm under the the section called "Find My Fuds." So <laughs> it literally is called "Find My F U D D S." Find my fuds. Oh, I gotta get my fuds. Get my it sounds fuds. like the worst dating app. <laughs> the fuds dating app. Find my I fuds. Have, I got one in Kansas City. Okay. That tracks. There are 76 Fuddruckers stores in the United States as of November 11th, 2022. The state with the most number of Fuddruckers locations in the U.S. is Texas with 22 stores. That Hell also yeah. tracks. That checks out. That's why everyone's moving to Austin. <laughs> Fuddruckers. With, with those locations, that amount of 22 stores, which is 29% of all Fuddruckers are located in Texas. <laughs> you can't throw the world's greatest hamburger without hitting three other world's greatest hamburger spots. Whataburger has a thing to say about that, I believe, but we, we'll yeah. take I found I found the Fuds. <laughs> that also, finding the Fuds just, again, sounds like code for like a, an ethnic group. All right, do Maryland, Joe. What do what they got in Maryland? All right, all right. John's all right. curious now. Uh, da, da. Will Fuddruckers reopen in San Antonio? No. Uh, <laughs> the, world, the world may never know. Looking. 
searching, searching. The citizens of San Antonio have been clamoring for a Fuddruckers. <laughs> I've got, uh, I think, oh, here we go. Uh, Sounds like a Vice article. Rockville, (laughs) permanently closed. Silver Spring, permanently closed. Annapolis, permanently closed. Pikesville, closed permanently. Uh, Closest would be, uh, let's see, uh, Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, or uh, East East York, Pennsylvania. I I can't, can't confirm or deny whether I've been to those cities for anything else, but probably not going for Fuddruckers. You, 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 you did sow the seeds that got those permanently closed down. Would those be, uh, <laughs> would those be sesame seeds, Joe? Yes. Which Fuddruckers is allergic to. <laughs> there you go. It can't uh, digest them. It just poops them out whole. Oh. <laughs> See, you, so, John, you've been a server. You've been a bartender. You've sold cars. You've kind of done a lot of this, the service industry. You said that there's not really any like stories of like some of the customers that kind of resign with you that kind of like like stick in your head. Can't recall. I mean, I don't. I don't think I ever did service well enough to notice when a customer was upset. <laughs> That's fair. Like that face. I, I remember, didn't care. I remember my very first boss, like being like, you know, it's the service industry, and being like, nah, not for me. I was like, I, I'm here for a little money, but we're not gonna. I'm not like you're not gonna appeal to my like sense of humanity or anything like that to do the job. I like. I, I'm assuming you'd look at customers in their face and be like, "What's that face? What face are you making? Is that are you gassy? Are you?" Are I remember. You, I do remember one guy like tried salt? to snap at me for the check once, and I was like, "That's a good way to lose that." Um, but I, but I was <laughs> already. I mean, I was, I was managing wherever I was at that point. Because he, I remember he, he, he was like, "I'd like to speak to your manager," and I go, "You're looking at him. See you later, pal." <laughs> you pulled that one up. I go, I go, I go, I, I go, and I said, I know you're in here every Monday for Burger Day, and I don't want to see you next Monday. <laughs> Did you do the turnaround? Like I am the manager. Well, I mean, and I, I, there's, I, there's no way I was like had any authority to do or say anything like that either as the manager. But you know, I, I'm not a guy who. Uh, Suffers in silence. <laughs> I like see you next You're going to know I'm suffering. See you next Monday is just cunnum, but the end is silent, so it's just come. I, being, a, being shitty to me, you're risking more than bad service. <laughs> there will be consequences. I wiped my bun, your bun with my asshole. I I didn't I never liked any of that stuff. That did I, uh, didn't appeal to me as a way to to fuck with a customer. No. But I would I I genuinely would like. Uh, I don't think I would fuck up an order or anything. But mm-hmm. I I would leave a table and go back whenever I damn well felt like it. Like I remember people asking for the check and be like, "You'll get the check when I decide." I to bring the, the attitude for Dick's last resort. Yeah, I remember, I remember someone telling me about that place once, and I'm being like, "Yeah, no way they'd let me get away with half the shit I've 
<laughs> well, it depends on what location you worked at. As we, as Nate and I found out, uh, if you worked the Mall of America, it was the family friendly one. They had to be family friendly. Other locations, people were disappointed they didn't go far enough. Yeah. We fell down a rabbit hole of reviews of Dick's Last Resort, specifically the Bloomington one. And like I said, either it was how you write cum dumpster on everyone's uh, <laughs> on everyone's hats. Well, like, that was the thing. Either either is you went too far and my child does not need to know what that is or you didn't go far enough. Like you didn't roast us enough. It was never like, oh, this was a good situation. There's a right amount of, of, of comedy and, and, and merriment. Yeah, because it had like maybe like four or five, like five to three stars, but the majority of the stars for it were two and one. Mainly because of the food. Imagine sucked. being so corny that you don't think your good friends would do stuff like that for you. Like, <laughs> where that's, yeah, that I want, I want to feel like, Someone knows me enough to insult me when I go out to eat. Right? <laughs> don't you don't you have a close circle of friends that'll just kick the shit out of you because they love you? What a boring <laughs> life to lead. John, is there what? any other uh, jobs you want to talk about? Any any other stories <laughs> that come to mind? Anything? Um, I mean, the only other thing. Co- Job, job I truly hate is stand-up comedy, but you know, <laughs> amen. People, people get a little testy when you when you bitch about that one. <laughs> bitch, bitch away. We we're, we're fine. You're amongst friends. Now, well, are we going? Are we? I'm supposed to tell you guys what I think of Karen or something at some point. Oh, that's, that's a little further down the road. What's we'll, coming up? What's well, coming up? Okay. We'll prompt you for that one. All right. Uh, how about like when you're on the road? Karen, like, Karen can be comedy specific. This is true. Uh, how about like when you're on the road doing comedy? Like any stories of like being on the other side as a customer? Any like bizarre service, weird places you've stopped at, things like that? Um, I one of my favorite memories is being on the road with Mike Lester, and him he hated a a steak that he got. And so we were eating. We were eating at the venue earlier in the day. And then he went up and like bitched about the steak at the venue. And then they, they docked some of his pay, but not all, like maybe like 25 bucks. And they were like, he's taking a shit on the bread. And he was, he was talking shit about the food on stage. (laughs) (laughs) And like they were mad. The owner's son was mad. And I remember it started and then somebody but, in the front row ordered a steak and he was like, really? And I, I remember thinking like, I have to stick up for my feature. So I called the booker and was like, I'm never working for you again. Unless you get this kid, this, this kid's fucking $25. And he goes, did he call it a hot dog steak or not? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, he did. I was like, that's true. I was like, it's comedy, David. And he and I was like, he was like, I go, I go, if you keep this up, I'm never fucking working for you again. And he goes, he goes, all right, well, you're very talented, John, but if you're going to act like that, then I guess what am I supposed to do? So was this a triple (laughs) run? Were you on a triple run? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, never eat oh, food boy. on a triple run. It that was in always... Montana. And I think at the end of it, Lester and I were like, Do you feel comfortable in this town? And we're like, No, those guys could show up at any moment. We better go on to the next <laughs> I'm pretty sure I played that gig as the last triple gig I ever played, and I got chiggers. Man, it it I remember <laughs> It took me like three like, months to get rid of them damn chiggers. I remember thinking, I can't believe they... C-H-I-G-G-E-R-S. C-H. If you're going to dock someone's pay, why dock it so little? Yeah, that, that, <laughs> and what, that was like, the cost of the stake. That was probably just, more than the stake. It was like twice as much. It was full. It's it was in the contract. You get, a, you get a, a fee anytime you shit on the food. Yeah. But also... You don't want to start an argument with me on principle. And that's the last yeah. time that Tribble did a show in a Fuddruckers. <laughs> <laughs> well, they certainly won't be doing it in Maryland. World's greatest hamburger, yes. But their steaks taste like uh, assholes. Hot dogs. Yeah, <laughs> hot dog tasting assholes. Well, John, as you alluded to, yes. We on this podcast don't just exist. Uh, to talk about the former jobs, uh, hot dog flavored steaks or uh, Toyota thon. No, uh, on the officers podcast, we also exist to battle Ooh. the scourge. Allow me. No! Why did you do that? Why? Why, Why did you do that, Karen? <laughs> Why, Karen? So we battle the scourge that is known as Karen's as Joe dropped has an audio drop from 30 plus years ago. <laughs> <laughs> But before we go into our next segment, John Conroy, how would you define a Karen? Okay. So next Monday. I have uh I have recently lost my beloved Aunt Karen, who was a, a lovely woman. She passed <laughs> from cancer and um she uh was the opposite of all of that. So I have like a weird relationship with the name itself. But I mean, I can, and I think that kind of, oh boy, like when people get Karen or Chad, it's, some of it's so stupid and easy sometimes. But of course, you know people like that when you do comedy. Like mm-hmm. I was just watching a clip from the Jackie and Lori show about a woman who was yelling out Sagittarius at Lori Kilmartin during a show, just <laughs> yelling out the word Sagittarius. And I was like, yeah. Regardless of the woman's name, I've met that woman who yells out her sign at the top of her lungs. That's a great at a heckle, show. Though. It's yell a out your sign. Uh huh. You're a you're I a didn't... Capricorn. Capricorn. Bringing awareness to the Sagittarius cause, I suppose. And John, with your aunt Karen, I, ca- <laughs> I kind of know what you went through with your aunt Karen because I I used to have uh, a great aunt Flo. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so boy. So that must have uh, really killed your love for your great aunt, huh? Having no, to go no, through no, puberty. Just, I, I just got mad when all the girls would talk about, like, uh, their Aunt Flo came to town, and they were mad about it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? My Aunt Flo, she comes and brings me presents. She takes. She's a home. wonderful lady, yes. <laughs> and, and, and we're not against the name Karen. We've had Karen Pickering on the podcast, who is a, we, we absolutely adore yeah. Not all Karens. Not all Karens. That's how I started the segment. Not all Karens. Yeah, she even she's like, yeah, she's like, yeah, that bitch was a Karen. It's one of my favorite things I've ever heard. But anyway, 
We're and here for you, Karens. We are. We, 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 if you have the name Karen, that doesn't, you don't, it doesn't mean you unless have you're to a be white one. Karen, then get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> John, each and every week, we look at different uh, Google reviews, Facebook reviews, Yelp reviews. Uh, sometimes their tweets are just handwritten notes, and it's a segment we call the Karen of the Week. Right. This is Karen. Karen. I'm your boss. Oh my God, Karen. Oh my God, Karen. This is Karen. I'm your boss. Oh my God, Karen. Oh my God, This is Karen. I'm your boss. Oh my God, Karen. I'm your boss. Oh my God, Karen. Oh my God, Karen. Oh my God, This is Karen. I'm your boss. Oh my God, Karen. Each and every week. Fellow contributor, former third mic, and general saint of a human being, comedian Rebecca Wilson dramatically reenacts one of these Karen complaints. So here's Rebecca with the Karen of the Week. I called at 1230 and asked the person who answered the phone if you were busy and do you take reservations. She said they do not take reservations and they are not busy. I arrived within 15 minutes and the place was packed. And she said there was a 25 minute wait. And when I confronted her about it, she said everyone came in at once. A likely story. I will not go there again. One star review. A 25 minute wait, like that's a long time. I just worked with Rebecca in Denver and she's so funny. It was getting me that voice. Um. But boy, yeah, I, I, th- that woman's story has so many holes in it. <laughs> as a, as the son of many lawyers, I'd love to have her on the stand. <laughs> First of all, just the, you know how women always be getting places in fifteen minutes. Oh, they be getting. It's probably like an hour later. To, it's probably a Friday night or something, and they called right before well, right. the dinner rush. Yeah, she called at 530 for a 5.50 reservation. It's 445. There's no one there. What could change? Right? Yeah. And they, that's that's a thing. Like, So my restaurant, the one I work at, we uh, we don't take reservations either. And people get really pissed. Like, why don't you take reservations? I go, because people show up like we're talking about. They say they're going to be there in an hour and they'll show up like an hour and a half, two hours later. And so like, where's our table? And either a, during a rush, you have to then keep that table free, which you could be making money off of, or they don't, or you, 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 you hold it up and you lose money because they don't show up or they show up with like less than the amount of people and everything. And it's, it's, it's a big, it's a pain in the ass and more and more restaurants across the country aren't, ta- unless you're like going like a five-star going for like a really nice restaurant. Most places aren't taking reservations. I always used to tell people, we just aren't taking reservations because you're not important enough. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of clout you got? Are you on our list? Are you on, are you a celebrity? Have you been on TM? Are you a local influencer? Yeah, uh, oh, you'd like a reservation? What is your IMDb credits? <laughs> Sorry, this Fuddruckers doesn't take reservations. <laughs> I, uh, That's it. I want to open a Fuddruckers that takes reservations. What about the people that show up early to the reservation, but they can't get seated until the whole party's there? Yeah, that's How do you feel weird. about those people? That makes me not like the restaurant, for one. What, just because I have friends that are tardy? 
means now I'm the asshole. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we settled that. Get better friends, Joe. I just probably should. Never eaten out with you guys again. <laughs> and much like uh, showing up early to a reservation and not being able to be seated, sometimes we have to ask ourselves, gee, why did it fail? Why did it fail? Mm-hmm. Everything was squared away. Everything was squared away. I had my plane I thought I was here to stay. I thought I was here to stay. Now I have to figure out why. G-Y did it fail. G-Y did it fail is a segment we do every week where we look at different restaurants, menu items. uh, And as we've switched to Zoom, we look at commercials. We're looking at training videos. And honestly, if you've been watching or listening to any of our recent things, we are still flying those golden skies mm-hmm. with Pan Am. Do you remember Pan Am, John? I mean, I can remember the name. I don't think I ever took a Pan Am flight. No, of course not, because they, they ended, like, by the time, even, like, yourself, like, like they, they ended in, like, the really early 90s. Okay. But Pan Am had some of the best training videos, but we're actually not doing a training video today. I actually found a commercial for Pan Ooh. Am from 1987. And, you know, like they, they really wanted to kind of press their whole exclusivity thing, but it kind of, this one I think really kind of goes into the fart sniffing territory. Like <laughs> this one, this one is like, oh, you pores. Oh, you're going to go, I guess you're going to go for like Delta or Northwest. You can't afford Pan Ams. This is, this is the Disgusting. vibe I got out of this. So uh, it's this week's uh, G, why did it fail? Introducing the haves and the have-nots. The haves have flown the Pan Am shuttle and experienced our fast, convenient check-in. The have-nots have not. The haves have enjoyed our courteous, efficient service. The have-nots have not. The haves have been earning miles with us toward free trips to places like Paris, Rome, and Vienna. The have-nots have not. So, there you have it. And there you have not. The Pan Am shuttle. The first choice in shuttles. From the Marine Air Terminal at LaGuardia. You know, <laughs> the one in the ocean. <laughs> they literally even say the have and have nots. And it's oh a guy with playing a harp in the background, which yeah. is an item that you can't bring on an aerial plane. <laughs> also, I just love it's just two leather chairs. Empty chairs. One says Eastern Shuttle. The other, in a better font, says Pan Am Shuttle. Yeah, you pours. You're going to go take the Eastern shuttle. Shuttle. Yeah, you haven't been to Rome. Hey, have you been to France? Oh, you're a have not. Yeah, yeah. Guess what Pan Am has? We have harp players, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm surprised uh, the Pan Am side didn't say fancy. And the other one said uh, storage. Stowage. <laughs> Steerage. Steerage. Thank you. Jesus. Just a bunch I of just, Irish. I just got excited because no one's ever put me on the have not scale before. this is also also this guy doesn't really necessarily sell luxury to me no he's like a third grade math teacher (laughs) see this guy this guy worked a few uh toyota thons as well like that's he drives a celica (laughs) he's got a corolla yeah that's corolla face right there look at that face corolla face (laughs) 
<laughs> but yeah, the, the, the harp player just looks like I just got hired to do this. I've never flown on Pan Am ever. But yeah, it's, 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 it's just it's like they were filming two commercials. There was a harp commercial, but there was two different camera angles. And then there was <laughs> a Pan Am commercial on this one. The other one is for noise canceling harps. Yeah. <laughs> It'll drown out this douchebag in the background here. It's for Eastern Shuttle. And they're like, hey, do you not? Do you fucking hate harp players? Fly Eastern Shuttle because we don't have any of those pesky motherfuckers on this. We don't have any $40,000 instruments in our airline. That's right. It's banjos only for Eastern Airlines. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. Joe making the dueling banjos uh, reference, you guys. Yeah, like, I think this will probably be our last Pan Am one we're going to do. I th- we, have, we have some other stuff we can get into later for an up- further episode. I think we fully covered the snootiness of Pan Am <laughs> and f- found out why it failed. And they were eventually bought by Delta. Yeah. And guess what? Delta doesn't do have and have not commercials. Right. They don't it's get down on their knee and touch you on your shoulder. No, they just kick you. Chairs with a curtain. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> Excuse me, chair. Where do you think you're going, poor chair? The haves and have-nots, you guys. Well, I have a story I want to share on the podcast just because uh, I don't know where else I'm going to be able to share this. It's not something like this I could do on stage and stuff, but it, it, it resolves around the podcast. Uh, so, John, you get to be, this is a, this is some awful history, because uh, this is a story that happened to me at my work. But I just wanted to, I wanted to find a thing. So I've, I've been a bartender and a server for 20 years uh, because I make really good life decisions. And the other night uh, at my job, I'm serving a 20 top. And anyone who knows who's ever had to serve a large group, that's, that's a lot. It's, it's, it's a lot of people. You have to keep drinks straight. And they all have separate checks. So that Boy. makes, ugh, right? Oh, God. And they're not bad. They're not obnoxious by any means. They're being very friendly. But still, it's a lot of work. I'm taking a 20 top, a six top, a five top, and a two top all at the same time. The 20 top is actually, for their credit, being very, very patient, very friendly, very nice. Uh, I divide all of their checks, which takes, you know, it's a lot of mental energy if you've ever had to do that, uh, especially because they were a heart heavy. They weren't heavy drinking, but they were drinking. They're having a good time. Uh, and then something kind of interesting happens. So I, I give them all their checks. Uh, first one, it's like a, they had a real small check. They had a bowl of soup and a couple of cocktails. It was like a $20 check. Hands me a $100 bill and tells me to keep the change. God damn. And I'm thinking... Oh shit, this is real nice. Maybe this one's just trying to cover because they know I'll get my ass kicked. And then the next one is like a twenty, thirty dollar bill, hundred dollar bill, you keep the change. All twenty of them did it. I made fifteen hundred dollars on one on one twenty top. One twenty top club over here. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I uh I guess I was part of one of those like feel good Christmassy uh, stories that's going to be on like the local media around here. They took video of me. And what's even funnier <laughs> is I'm wearing a stained, because it's Christmas, so we're having to wear Christmas themed shit. I'm wearing a stained Santa t shirt that makes it's like a tuxedo t shirt, but it's Santa Claus <laughs> instead of a. That. So, like, yeah, here I am getting all like, oh my God. Like, cause it was, it was, I was really fucking, it's been a day. Did you do the, like, uh, a little bit? Well, you know, 
Full disclosure, awful service listeners. The reason like that this year, Ronaldo walking yes, off the pitch. Exactly. I was thinking about <laughs> how I was the greatest soccer player of all time and get the fuck suit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he has such a poor life. Oh, I never won a World Cup. You've won literally everything else, and you have like a twelve pack. Fuck off. No. So, awful service listeners, if you kind of notice, we've been a little inconsistent this year. We haven't been putting out as much content. I'll fully admit it. My mom died in September. Uh, battled cancer for two years. Shit was really bad. Had to take care of my family. Had a lot of gaps, depression. And, and we're going into the holiday season, which is even tougher. It's my first holiday without my mom, uh, without uh, having her on my birthday, which is coming up. I'm going to be 39 in a week. So I had all this shit like drowning on me. I've been serving old ladies like every day for the last two weeks, just groups of like women, my mom's age. So I, I was, yeah, they caught me. They got me in the fields, right in the whole, here, here you go. And now I'm going to be some schmuck on a local news. Like I just really needed the money. <laughs> I love that this is what the holiday season's about. The best part is, is that I, I'm an atheist. Yeah. <laughs> I would I like to wait. thank the flying spaghetti monster for such a. I want to thank humans for doing this because it was humans <laughs> that paid me the money. Yeah, but it was a, it was a really it, you know like I've always thought you know and it is a nice it, it was a very nice gesture and 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 we all know that every single one of those people listen to this podcast all twenty of them so thank you from the bottom of my heart because now I'm going to be able to buy a better microphone setup. Hell yeah! Uh, <laughs> That's what they wanted, man. I, I love that uh, if they took reservations, it would have been uh, table for twenty. Uh, the Joneses, uh, keeping up with the Joneses. <laughs> it's a very random uh, reference there, Joe, but I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, n- enough with the schmaltz. Enough with the the sentimental. We have. Uh, we're, I think it's time we eighty six the podcast. But before we do, we have one last segment. It's called Human Yelp Reviews. That's where you, John Conroy, you get to review the podcast. Um, you can do a five-star review, but honestly, do as many stars as you want. Uh, you can either review the podcast <coughs> as a whole, or you can review us individually, uh, and whenever you'd like. Uh, well, I, I got to say, I don't, I don't think any podcast is going to get five stars with me. It's not my preferred medium. Um, but uh, as I've over the years and this one uh was fun because i had no idea cocozella was on it first of all i didn't read anything about that so i was bringing that one oh there's fucking cocozello right all right we're gonna old crazy joe and i are gonna have one and then i like matt so i got it yeah four stars nathan you seem like a good dude all minnesota people my boy yeah i mean this is four stars which is as high as i would ever give a podcast um, because I think they're, uh, I just don't like them, but whatever. Fair. You know what? It, in your, in, in your purview, that's a five-star review. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really <laughs> me splitting. It's hair. on the bell curve. It's, it's adjusted for inflation. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's not as much of a fuck you as I normally like to give to people. <laughs> well, um, you, you heard my schmaltzy story. You're like, I can't, I can't go after God damn it. You're ruining my bit. <laughs> but I, I mean, come on. Do I look like I'm, am I the guy who's given a lot of five-star reviews to anything? Fudruckers. <laughs> I, I, I start Fudrucker. 
Not I made them. Player. I made them judge my mom one out of ten, so I could give her a nine. <laughs> Fair. Uh, John, how do people follow you? If they want to, they'll figure it out. Fair. <laughs> I like that. That's how we do. Good it. luck. Fair. Uh, do you have any shows you want to promote? Anything coming up? Um, I don't know. I'm at uh, Goonies in March. Fair. He's at Goonies in March, ladies and gentlemen. And 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 go find John on the road. John is uh, an absolute treat of a comic to to watch. He's hilarious. I I, I loved working with him. He's a good dude. So go find John. Con- it, it, just 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 Google it. But, but his name will be in the title of this episode. Figure it out. There you go. Uh, Joe. You don't have to be an internet sleuth. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to have a, a Joe Cocosello <laughs> research department to figure that one out. But, but also, like, ease up on the fanaticism. <laughs> yeah. I'm just one man, goddammit. Come, come to a show, but fucking, can we be friends after this fan <laughs> shit? Ugh. <laughs> Joe, how do people follow you? Uh, you know, uh, you could the classic way to find me. You just look in your mirror, say my name three times, and then I show up with drugs. Uh, but uh, if you if you want to find me, uh, I will see you next Monday. You can find me at uh, com. Uh, where uh, me and Britt do uh, every morning. We do a podcast, and then uh, we've got some uh, some podcasts coming out about our adventures and uh, all the things that we do. Because, uh, you know, just throwing it in there. You want uh, you want a bracelet? Maybe you find it on my merch section at www.worldofhidnow.com. Got any shows, anything coming up? All the shows. They're like, uh, I'm watching Netflix. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go to a show and say my name and I'll be on that show. <laughs> and then I just say, uh, yeah. I just guess. I have a guy. Oh, he's got a guest spot. Hey, kid. He's on actually Joe's on every comedy show. You just he you makes a split second and you you got to pause it at the right time when he's there. It's hilarious. It's an Easter egg. It's like that guy with the dick on the movies in in Fight the, Club. Oh, you I just this. slice a Joe Joe Cocazello frame into every movie. There you go. Uh Nate, how do people follow you? You can follow me at Nathan Smizzard on Facebook and Twitter and N Smizzard on Instagram. All right. Uh, for me, you can follow me, Matt Doima, on Facebook and Instagram at Chubby Waiter. I am still on Twitter as at Chubby Waiter because I believe in truth and advertising. Uh, as for me, of course, every Wednesday night at the basement of the Red Carpet Night Club in the Keller Bar, I host the Keller Comedy Open Mic. It, uh, doors open at 8. Sign up is from 8 to 9. Show starts about 9-ish. Uh, we have talent from uh, national touring artists to uh, the guy who only comes and does my mic. So you see a variety of uh, entertainment, but it's a good time and it's free. So that's wonderful. Uh, beyond that, it's, it is. You, you, we pay you. It's free. It's free. Um, coming up, my dates on uh, January. Uh, let's see here. Uh, 16th. I'm going to be at the Monday Night Comedy Show at the Spring Street Tavern. Later that week, on uh, January 21st, I'm going to be in Hastings, Minnesota, headlining Devin Cook's new room in Hastings, Minnesota. So that's going to be uh, Devin Cook of uh, Mr. Rogers and the Make Believe Friends, who, you know, if you liked any of those uh, those ditties on our podcast, he, he wrote those. So that's amazing. On uh, February 11th, I'm featuring for Ben Marcotte 
at uh, Boss's Comedy Club in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's going to be there. Tea. Uh, in tea. Sorry. Tea, South Dakota. <laughs> they like, they do, they actually are pretty uh, uh, adamant about that one. It's Tea, South Dakota, you guys. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's going to be their big uh, uh, Valentine's Day show. So I'm going to be doing that on uh, February 25th. I'm going to be at uh, the Silly Beaver Comedy Show featuring on that one. And in March, I, I fuck it, let's just do March. Why not? Let's do them all. <laughs> March 11th, I'm going to be on the Triple X Comedy Show at Spring Street Tavern, Carly McMenamin Show, where I get to go extra dirty. Love doing that one. Lots of fun. Get to tell all the dick and fart and shit jokes. It's going to be amazing. Uh, and as always, follow the podcast at Awful Service Pod across all platforms. Send us your Karen of the Week stories or uh, G Y did it fails to uh, at Awful Service Pod at gmail.com. John, my friend, thank you so much for doing the show. You are an absolute delight. Thanks for having me, guys. And as always, uh, you know, make sure you're tuning in every Toyota thought <laughs> and have a good night. It's time to count the till Sweep the floors and mop the spills Say goodnight Dispose of the trash and turn out the light Tell me why I try This whole damn thing is a lie So I'll take my tips My services have earned me this Maybe I will find a way but for now, I'll count my tips and lock the door.